Temps tolerant, I'll make the exception for your breast, cause they're exceptional. I know off the cup that comes off is grotesque, but I just wanna suck your titties till your toes curl more than my biceps. Have become muscle memory, like a melody, like Drake does Rihanna, I'll take care of you, Melanie. Square root of 69 is 8.306623. By the way, on, there's one. Uh, uh, I forgot where this starts, but yeah, I know I've been rambling, putting my knowledge on display, just spitting some game, whatever you want to call it these days. I've been out of it for a minute, like a married man, but I still know how to play. I'll just cover my ass while I'm assured, cause I stay progressive. I just flow, articulate what you like. Everyone got a number, so what's your price? She asked what you're referring to. I, I want every tear I cried back. Well, you ain't getting it, bitch. Welcome to episode 140 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow the pod, and most importantly, suck some titties. Uh, recording this at 2.41 a.m. Eastern, April 30th. Actually, back to, you know, posting really present pods and not week in advance, like... Brendan Schaub on every fucking, you know, uh, the, I will, what I will say is, as an avid podcast listener, well, when you follow, you know, follow, like I, I tell you guys to follow the pod, so when you follow the pod, you get notifications and all that good shit. Imagine if you follow, I don't know, 20 plus pods, right? Of course, you're not going to listen to them all the time. There's not enough time in life, unless you don't have one, Um to listen to to even an hour and a half. But hey, you make time for me, right? Because if you're going to waste your time, waste your time with me. I mean, honestly. Uh, but I, I don't understand the planning with these bigger podcasts that know when people do these like tours, right? Where they, a guest will go to California and do all these famous pods, or go to Texas now, or go to New York and do all these pods, and they basically do like the car wash of pods, kind of like how old, um, kind of like how celebrities used to do at ESPN, where actors they're promoting a movie, they would go do the, all the Hollywood shit, and then they would go to ESPN for some fucking reason. You be listening to SVP and Rosillo, and then next thing you know, it'll be like a. Matt Damon randomly going through like, hey, The Martian. It's like, this doesn't have to do much with sports. And they just talk about Boston sports for the whole time. Cool. Not bitching. But hey, shout out to Bill Burr for throwing out the first pitch. Um, talk about a... I wish I could have been a fan in the way at that park. Okay, that was bad. Um, I guess this pod will be finished anyways. All right. Because I'm a Swedish guy. Uh, that, was, that was actually not bad. Cause, uh, my hand shakes like a limp fish, Swedish fish. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that, is that why I like the handshake? The, it's like a little, like they call it a little fish handshake. Is that how the Swedes, is that they do a handshake? They don't grip them. They don't grip the other's hands. They just, Maladu. would you like some of my Swedish fish in your mouth? You dirty whore. By the way, the places like Swedish, when I think of Sweden, Germany, the fucking Beirut, all those Lebanon places. All I think about is like hostels, like the movie Hostel and stuff like, um, what was it like? Hostel. <laughs> I know I just said the same thing twice. I'm trying to think of the other version of it. Gosh, I've been so off of it recently. Getting back in the pod shape's a little different. God, this is the sucky part about getting in shape is that Someone's got sacrifice. This is what they mean. My sacrifice. But uh, the sacrifice is just uh, the quality of this pod. And who gives a fuck about quality? Because it's just about, you know, putting it in. By the way, Trevor Bauer, two-year suspension for something that I thought was actually pretty straightforward that the cases were dropped. He wasn't even charged, but he gets suspended two years. I don't get that. And you know me, I'm very critical of people who get accused of 
the DV, the domestic uh, vigilante violence. But he, his has so much evidence of it being so consensual. Of women having sex with him for years at the same type of shit. That there was obviously a prior agreement. And then they want to come out because one person. Who had two separate encounters. If the first encounter was that bad. I don't know. Maybe don't go back for a second. If you go to a buffet. And the bourbon chicken at Golden Crowls alone undercooked. You know. You're probably not going to be like. You know what. I'm going to grab from the same pan. And I'm going to get a double serving of it next time. You know what? Maybe if I get twice as much. It uh. The itis will kick in. And uh, well apparently these girls were asleep. Because he choked the fuck out of them. Um, <laughs> not making fun of. You know. Passing out. But hey. She knows how to pass a pass home plate. For less than a 2 ERA. Um. But yeah, he, uh, Trevor definitely gave her that Bowser. Okay. Um, couldn't dodge her that pitch. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I found that th- I recently, I saw that earlier today and I was like, wait, I thought this shit was kind of over with, you know, I'm very critical of Deshaun Watson and all that shit. And his is still actually kind of going with the Trevor Bauer shit. It's coming out more and more that, like, hey, like, this ain't pretty damn consensual. It seemed like at least, like, he, I, I, I would have, like, I would have been okay if he got, like, suspended for a couple months, as dumb as that sounds, but, like, whatever. It's some minor. He probably will lose money, but he could win that money back in different ways. But two years? <sighs> I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was actually talking about beforehand. But, uh, oh yeah, the pods. The comedians on pods. Yeah, like the, this dumb shit. I, f- I find it funny because Brendan Schaub, he's the person I'm talking about here. He's the definition of a dude who bitches about cancel culture and all this shit about freedom of speech and all this shit. And I don't think I've done a pod since Elon bought Twitter, um, by the way. I find it funny how, like, Schaub is one of those people who's so anti-cancel culture, all but it seems like a lot of these quote-unquote comedians are the most sensitive to all this shit, but then they want to sue people with like 20,000 subscribers on YouTube who talk about them and do fucking videos on them, and they want to sue them and take those people to court, and they're not even going to win money from those people because those people don't really have money. All you do is go on pods and talk about how much fucking money you make, but then you're going to sue someone for money and shit. And I guess the only thing I can see is you're trying to set a tone like, hey, you're not just going to speak bullshit on me. But the bullshit that's being spoken on you, it's not even really that bad, even if it is false. It's just people like, hey, hey, there's a lot of evidence that this guy cheats on his wife. It's like, all right, I'm not a moral police here. I don't, it's not a great look, but at the same time, I never looked at Brandon Schaub as like, hey... And that's who I'm going to follow, you know, my values, a person who's pretty much an open alcoholic. Is it, I will say the thing is when you listen to a lot of positive comedians, you really realize like a lot of people are just alcoholics, but it's disguised in the humor and shit. And I get it because when you're on the shit, you think you're a funny guy. And a lot of these people are really funny with or without it. Um, but I do find it interesting how you I can understand you get indelved in that circuit and you don't want to feel separate because that's what most people are doing except when you know so why comedians have been in 10 plus years or whatever they get really sober and they quit drinking because they realize like oh this is not sustainable to do this every fucking night um but it really is kind of like a the way they kind of promote and I'm not anti-promoting alcohol stuff like that but I do find where it's like, sometimes when you listen, the way they talk about, like, Burt Kreischer is a great example of someone who all the friends joke about his alcoholism, but reality, like, there's no way you're just sitting here laughing about someone killing themselves literally every fucking night. And he has a family, kids, but the thing is, he's the machine. He can di- he can handle it, and no one can handle alcohol like him because he does run on the treadmill and do all that shit. But I just imagine... Think about your friend that does exactly what Bert does, how much alcohol he drinks and all that shit in his home life and shit. And I'm pretty sure you'd be like, hey, man, like, 
Like, you got a serious fucking problem. Like, rehab type of shit you need to do. But, I don't know. I, I, and you can tell his friends in pods have kind of... When they do the Sober October, you tell that whole thing was made for him. But they try to make a really serious thing. And they try to make some lightheartedness where everyone's involved. And that's a way to do it. Hey, don't just bitch about someone's problems. And do stuff to feel involved to help them. Like, if you have a close one of you that's trying to lose weight... Instead of demonizing them and telling them to eat less and shit and exercise, why don't you set plans together? Even if you don't need to quote unquote lose weight or eat healthier per se. You know, show, you know, be there as a biting partner. And I do think the Sober October thing was cool. But anyways, but yeah, I find it interesting. It's like, I don't, I don't want fucking eight notifications on my fucking phone. Of the same guest on six different pods in a three-day span. I don't need... And that's the thing. It's like they all do just like each other's pods. And then they post them all like in the same week. And I get if you're promoting some. Because I guess he is promoting a 26-minute special. Um, which people are saying is actually worse than the first. And let me tell you. You see the first one? You be surprised. And yes, that is the name of him. That is the name of it. And... You actually be surprised that how fucking bad it is. Now I haven't seen the second one, but people say it's probably much worse. But I also think a lot of people like the uh, dampen the wet towel on him because it's kind of cool to just shit on a guy. I actually find Brendan Schaub entertaining in podcasts for the most part, but I do understand the annoying aspects. I'm, you know, it has to be a certain host for me to be cool with him in a guest format. I like the fighter and the kid with him. Like, I think him and Brian, they work well. And I can handle that because I like the topics and shit they talk about. And I think he's fine. I don't, he's, I don't think he's really that funny, per se. But I think he's he works well in dynamics. And as a guest on the show, it really depends on the host, personally. Um, but yeah... But I've talked about before where it's this weird thing where people kind of... I think he's the definition of a guy that just lacks awareness on a lot of shit. It's... He he really does have this... He's above something's mentality. And he's... And he talks about his profession like he is someone who has mastered it. And has been doing it for like 20 years. And is like top five in his profession. When in reality, in the community... He's not really respected for the most part. Take that for what it's worth. But most importantly, he talks about it like when he's on these shows talking about, you know, comedy like he's a, uh, like he's a master of it. Like he's a, he, he's technically professional. He gets paid for it, but he talks about like he's a legend in it already. Like he's a walking best of his generation, best of the decade type of guy. And he's out here trying to give advice, advice, advice and type of shit. When I listen to it, it's like, no. It's like you, you've had two specials now and they both have been widely considered garbage. But you're out here. Preaching to people, telling people how they need to do, trying to have like your own master class on these podcasts about it. It's wild to me. And I I actually, again, like I said, I like him. But at the same time, when he's suing YouTubers for just talking about him, which only helps his exposure, by the way. And I don't think half, I don't know how many people have seen or watched his first special. I've only seen bits and parts of it, and it is not. Ooh, it's a tough one. But a YouTuber named Beige Frequency. If you don't want to see the special and you want to see the coverage of it type of thing and someone's analysis, that's probably where you should go. But he... It's, um... When you're... When, when you're trying to sue people who are covering your shit, which is literally only helping you. You're literally the name of your game nowadays is popularity 
and again as many eyes on you as possible. And the coverage of your special probably brought eyes to your special. Probably brought eyes to, for people to fucking watch and listen to that hunk of shit. And to see like wow, like you know like if something's so bad, it actually makes you want to listen or watch it. Like with Zach Brown band when they did the Owl album. And I'm not a big Zach Brown type of a listener, I've only listened to a few songs before him, but when that song came out, and a channel I listened to, Grady Smith, covered the I'm Patrick Swayze song, where he tried to do this corny-ass rap country, but not even country, like, they're this, like, the Zach Brown band, for people that don't know, were, made their name being the most traditional, kind of folksy, country, um, not saying that they, there was a modernism, but it was as close as you could get to like holding on to the sound, but being mainstream, but being respected. Right. And then of course, and then he had like his divorce and all this shit. Then of course, you know, when dudes, middle-aged dudes in their forties get divorced for some reason, they try to be the corniest cool dudes ever. Um, and as someone who just is one and I don't need to get divorced for it to be there, um, it's a lot of, it's always fat when some as shitty as some of these songs come out, and as shitty as some of these, like, features of either it's comedy specials or movies, when something of such, that goes through so many fucking people, you got producers, you got labels, you got production companies, you got directors, you got big wigs actually review the movie and so many stop gaps has to go through before the public sees it they even have viewing rooms they have people who get paid to view the movie but don't speak about it to say did you like this ending or that ending and they literally put the ending of whatever the masses they think would like it goes through all these buffers and somehow they still find a way to put the biggest hunks of wet dog cum out here, not that there's anything wrong with wet dog come. I've never seen dogs come. I don't even know how it works. I'm gonna be honest. Like this whole animal mating shit, I've seen. I've seen dogs do things, but I haven't seen in the gist of the thing. Um, it's a. Uh, but like the Zach Brown band, I've, I would recommend you go see the owl. And now they they go listen to the album the owl i believe it came out like three four years ago somewhere around that range it's not that hard to find and then just listen to a few of their bigger hits like chicken fried was it like a it's like fried chicken mama's fried chicken type of stuff and they have a lot of really cool like traditional country we're just like it's like that they're kind of like the countryer version of the dave matthews band where they have like a lot of fucking band members but the name of it is just the lead guy, Zach Brown and Dave Matthews Band. Which, fun fact, Zach Brown is from from Georgia. And their first like gigs and stuff was performing at the Vortex. So yeah, take that for what it's worth. Um, but... When you... I forgot where I was going with the Zach Browns. Oh... And it just seems that, but if Zach Brown wanted to be one of those dudes to be like, hey, I don't want you covering my music. And then sues them for putting clip, using clips of his music in the thing because it's negative criticism. It's like, all you're doing is, it's like, what you don't realize is whether you like or not, he's bringing listeners and eyes to your shit. Which is going to make people go listen like, wait, is it really this weird? Is it really this bad? Is it really this shitty? And you're going to get plays, plays, and listens that you weren't going to get before. Because now people have an interest in it. It's not just your niche. Like Now you've hit this main uh, polarizing position. And Brendan Schaub has probably made a lot of money, ironically, because he's not that great. 
at what he does, at least yet. And I'm not in the business of saying I'm not. I don't like telling. I don't like saying people suck at this and that of stuff that I don't do or I'm not actually actively doing and stuff like that. Like, what the fuck do I know? But there's been people in that profession. Some that are slightly less popular, and some that are way more popular. That just don't respect him in their profession. Now, a lot of that is strictly off kind of like jealousy and envy that, hey, this guy, he got a head, you know, he got a jump up in fame because of, you know, Joe Rogan and everyone pushing him up when he wasn't ready, when his stuff's just not good, wasn't good yet, and arguably still isn't. And when... You get pushed up when people put years and years into this profession. Um, it really can irritate people. It's no different than if you have a job and you've worked there for three or four years and they're hesitant giving you pay raise, they're hesitant on, you know, really letting you move up the ranks and you and you know and everyone knows that you should have moved up. And then just some person comes in and after a month they get a pay raise a couple bucks above what you're getting paid. And they get a position a couple months later. That gives them basically an automatic another pay raise. And they make more than you. More power. And they didn't put 10% of the time you had. But they have all the accolades. That could piss people off. Excuse me. Drinking a little C4, baby. Um, But, I guess it's more just like, hey, let me just speak. I didn't have any idea what I was going to speak about in today's pod. But, and I, I think it really shows that there's just the most pettiness and childish in all walks of life. And it seems like on the biggest stages, like... Uh, entertainment in general is where the pettiness is on a 10. You listen to music these days, it is a whole lot of pettiness between. I mean, when you think about what like rap beefs are, just feuds in between uh, artists, it is just pettiness. It is just like, I fucked your girl. It's like, oh yeah, well, I fucked your wife. Well, what do you, hey, don't speak about my wife. It's like, you literally talked about fucking my girl. Yeah, but I'm married. I have a wife. It's like, okay. And that's when you get uh, Ray J. And uh, it seems like uh, Kim K has found her match ever since then. Because uh, she won't let Pete go. Uh, that is not a goofy movie reference at all. Um, <laughs> um Oh yeah, by the way, the uh, sidebar, Megan Fox. You you Meg oh Megan. The You know I find it weird how I, I'm not gonna talk too much about this, but there's this uh you can go find online. She did something with Glamour magazine, UK, whatever the fuck, doesn't matter if it's UK, USA. It's all bullshit. They don't know how to spell glamour. They put an O-U-R. I can't trust anyone that puts O-U-R and thinks they're fucking amazing. Anytime they add like extra U to something when it's not necessarily. It's like famor, glamour. It's like just put fucking glamour. Alright? Whatever. Um. But apparently, you, you could definitely, I watched the interview where... She did in, by the way, have one of the heaviest likes to dis, one of the heaviest dislikes to likes I have seen in any video. And the only reason why I was able to see the dislikes, because I guess if you are a, a, a monetized creator, because I was watching, I was watching someone's review of it, that's how I found out about it, and I saw it had 1.9 thousand likes and 18,000 dislikes. And it was already, and had a good bunch load of views. But it's basically about her talking about MGK and uh, that's, it kind of turned into their blood drinking rituals. Like, it's not like we just sit there with cups of blood, like it's fucking Blade 
and just drink it out of the cups. It's like, we, he just naturally, she's just, you know, sometimes he's a little bit more willing than I am, but sometimes he just cuts himself for me because, you know, we just, and we, and I drink a couple of his droplets because that's just, even if your love is toxic, you got to embrace it. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's like, you're literally in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A lot of kids see that shit. You think turtles drink each other's blood? Talk about a slow death. Okay. <laughs> I hate myself. Um, but, well, I guess Jennifer's body did uh, prepare her for that. Which, by the way, highly, highly overrated movie. The ironic part about her, like, in the beginning of it, one thing I will give her credit for in her career, though, is part of the reason why she went through a brief gap where she didn't work or she kind of became less relevant quote-unquote because transformers put it through the moon and that's when she got her own like movies like jennifer's body and shit and the uh, the interesting part to me was she actually kind of was a trouble before like the me too thing was the thing she she spoke out against when shit happened like in the moment not like Five years later, spoke about it to her convenience. She spoke about it when she was at the height of her career, which is kind of like why she kind of dipped down for a little while. But then she ended up, then the same people she bitched about. Then she ended up doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with them. But hey, you know what? It's cool. But honestly, no, seriously, I do respect the fact that she spoke about it in real time. And she was still able to maintain at least something over time, right? But then you kind of see like, you know, and it's kind of a weird thing, like, and it's kind of like, I guess, one of my fears, but I think I'm past the age where I had kids at too young of an age. I think I'd be having kids at the right age now, just throwing that out there. Um, well, probably not, like, logistically or realistically or financially or anything that actually matters in raising kids. <clears throat> but in terms of the age, back to you. It always comes around back to you. Um It just, uh, I could see, like, if you have kids, because she had two kids that are very semi-young, not really young, but mid-20s, I guess, with some guy that, yeah, I'll be honest, just looks like an average fucking dude, and he seems kind of emotionally sensitive and kind of a bitch, so I kind of get it, but hey, you did have kids with that guy for whatever reason, because he's a soap opera star, and you're surprised when he cries a soapbox all the time. <coughs> she and it's the definition of a situation for when you leave someone or divorce someone you literally just get the complete opposite next and that's what you seek and she did exactly that because this dude is nothing like machine gun kelly i'm not saying that as a criticism because there's a lot of wrong with machine gun kelly let's not like and i like him like i like you know i like the punk rock album he did like i actually you know, I, I don't dislike Machine Gun Kelly, but the dude obviously has a lot of fucking problems the way she talks about him openly. And they think like, hey, we're just in love. It's like, eh, OK. Um, and any other form of life, you would be living in a days in a Motel 6 and you would be like you would be like the couple in the Eminem music video. Who's gonna stand there and watch me burn? Which, now I think about it, Megan Fox was actually in that music video. What do you know? Um, heart, Purple Heart comes full circle. Um, she, but yeah, no, all I can say is go watch the interview. And he, after like five minutes, she'll be like, wow, this woman has completely... Ironically, all the things that she bitched about Hollywood being all weird and shit, she has kind of turned exactly that. And I don't know. It's different, you know? And look, you know, people grow, you know, you meet people, you typically start mirroring who you're with. Like, uh, typically you start mirroring their mannerisms. I don't think she went into that. Like, you know what I really want? I want to drink someone's blood. But when you're with a guy like that and you're in love, like, hey, you know what? He cuts his, he's like, he's going through a cutting episode of suicide. And it's like, baby, 
Don't kill yourself. I'll drink your blood before I let you die. And make sure that you're requeen for death. And that you will be forever eternal. And it was probably some weird shit like that. And, you know, um, she's in, she's in love with the rap devil. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, holy fuck. I just did that connect. She did a music video with Eminem. And now she's with the rap devil. Holy shit. Holy fuck. You can't make this shit up. Um, but yeah. But uh, whew. I, I hope she was making up a lot of that shit in that interview because that's kind of cautionary, to be honest. That's a mother of two, by the way. Um, not saying she's a bad mother, by any means. I'm not. I don't. I don't like doing that. What I am saying is a lot of questionable, a lot of questionable behavior. That if most other people said that, child service is like, you drink blood. Do you uh bring this person's blood around your children? Do they accidentally mistaken it for you know, Minute Maid fruit juice one hundred percent? Um. Well, no, because he would never do that. It's like okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I bet when they do have sex and stuff, they probably do role play a lot of, uh, Jennifer's body. He probably dresses up as like Michelangelo. Um, that'd be so funny in the role play if he just sits there with the bandana over his eyes with the holes and he like paints himself green. Cause you know, you know, they do some extreme role play, right? And... (laughs) He's just like, I'm going to fuck you so slow. And it's just Jennifer's body. Just She's just biting his fucking neck and shit. Uh, tell about uh, That'll put a turtle back in the shell, all right? Okay. He probably shell-shocked. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. But, yeah. Um, oh. Also. <clears throat> there's this thing going around the internet. Well, not around the internet per se, but... So, Katy Perry. She's a judge on American Idol. And apparently someone did... A very popular song, by the way. One of the most popular songs that's actually ever been done on American Idol. Because when I was younger, I used to suffer through, quote-unquote. Like, I didn't enjoy some of it. Through, Through the early American Idol days, when it was actually about finding the next American Idol. Based off pure... You know, performance, talent, you know, you can actually sing, except if your name's Jaya or David Archuleta. Um, no no animosity right there, but David Cook should have fucking won, you little homo. Uh, okay, that was bad. I'm not proud of that one, but hey, he's the one that came out later on. Uh, I guess uh, that crush was... Uh, Definitely wasn't going away, away, away. See? Look at me being inclusive. Um, but yeah. All he's trying to do is keep the light on in the closet you were in, David. Okay. See? David Cook, Archlet. Okay. You get it. Anyways. But Katy Perry apparently tried to, had a little issue. Like a legitimate issue. And to be honest, she kind of. She kind of she kind of looks like a Kelly Cuoco, but like with a um with a Kelly Osbourne type of hairstyle she's going for. So hopefully you know she respects her maids and doesn't think that um without you know immigrants who would I have the you know clean my house and do my laundry because you know that's what Sharon thinks. Talk about a crazy train that's been run on her. Ever since she said that. Um, but yeah. But no. She had a problem. Because someone decided during their audition. To perform. A John Mayer song. Which by the way. You're on a show. That is literally designed for quote unquote singer songwriters. Which are literally people who write music. And play on an acoustic guitar. And who is one of the best that has done that in the past 20 years? I don't know. Fucking John Mayer. Oh, and what song they want to play? Gravity? One of the most played songs on the fucking show? 
that you've only been on for what, two or three years? When the show's been around for 17? The show was built without you. And someone performed Gravity. One of the most emotionally in touch mainstream songs, especially when you hear it live with the guitar solos and the band playing with it. But even the produced version is still pretty damn captivating, right? It's very to me. It's very reminiscent of everything by Lifehouse. I recommend you go see it. that part. Like holy shit, you don't have to be religious to feel that shit. How can I stand here and not be moved by you? You tell me how could it be any better than this? Ah, oh, but Gravity. John Mayer is one of the great. I've been on a John Mayer binge. I'll admit it. And this was before all this shit. So of course when this came out. She, because you should have done your homework and known that I dated him for literally a fucking year and some change back in 2012. Oh, and by the way, did you know, well, she didn't say this, but they did do a song together that was, you love who you love. Well, apparently your love has completely tainted. You were literally married to a wannabe lookalike to John Mayer and Orlando Bloom have kids with them and you're bitching because someone does a fucking legendary song because you dated a guy for a year plus a decade ago you know what deal with it sorry more people would rather play you know what how many people have played a Katy Perry song at an audition oh that's right cause she don't really have music you can really play an audition and really sense if a person is the next quote-unquote American Idol. But guess who's the judge? You, bitch. Because if John Mayer was a judge on there, he probably would be kind of a dick about it. He'd be like, um, yeah, you can't really play. Um, and he doesn't seem like a dickhead, to be honest. Oh, but he has an ego. Yeah, you know what? You play guitar like that. And slang and pussy. And guess what? You tell me. You don't have an ego. I have an ego. And I can't play, you know, gravity. Because, boy, gravity works against my fingers. Trying to, you know, play anything. High cross buns, baby. And, boy, John Mayer sure uh, high cross your buns, all right. He learned three chords in a truth and let the air out each hole. Okay. One a penny, two a penny. And, but, yeah. It. The ego of her would be like, it's like, yeah, he also did a song with Taylor Swift. Do you have a fucking problem when people go on there and do Taylor Swift songs? Do you have a problem when someone says, when someone says, when someone goes out there and sings 15, when somebody tells you they love you? Do you have a fucking problem with that? I doubt he ever banged Taylor Swift. But hey. <laughs> On those worn out jeans. Uh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting the song names of Taylor Swift for some reason. But Taylor Swift has more songs that will be played by contestants on American Idol than you. And I love I Kissed a Girl. But you know what? It's not. No, no one's going to go. You're not going to get a standing ovation for performing I Kissed a Girl. You're not going to get a standing ovation for performing Unconditional. Like, basically, Katy Perry has turned into Planet Fitness music. No offense. And they're hits. They're hits. Hot and Cold was kind of a hit. But, like, the past, like, four or five years, it is just some wannabe Demi Lovato. She's too into herself. And it's just, eh. You're with Orlando Bloom. You didn't even get the right Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what? Maybe... You know, maybe you could have saved Johnny Depp, you know, saved him a lot of fucking trouble. He could have gave you that depth throat. Okay. <laughs> Who needs depth throat when you get strep throat? <laughs> um, talk about a hot and cold situation there. Okay. Um, but look, and now I think about it, Johnny Depp kind of looks like a slightly older version of John Mayer in some ways. Orlando, you know what? All these dudes just look the same. How is that? I don't know. But look, 
the fucking ego, like, you, you really, you, you know, you should really Wikipedia me and see who I've been with. It's like, you know what? What if you've been with a lot of fucking people? And you know what? If maybe you should have a list of forbidden music to play. And if you forbid John Mayer's music, fuck you. But hey, you know what? Fuck me. But yeah, I actually, for the first time, by the way, I went to go see with a friend of mine. For the first time in a few years, I would say. At least it feels like a few years. It may not even have been that long. (coughs) I think the last time I've been to a movie theater before uh, yesterday was probably some type of Marvel movie or some shit. I don't remember which one. They're all the fucking same. They all make a lot of fucking money. And I don't. Um, (laughs) I saw saw a movie called The Northman. And I'm not going to lie. You know, my friends told me, like a couple hours ago, like, hey, you want to go see a movie? And I was like, sure. I'm off today. And he's like, cool. We're going to go see The Northmen. Like, The Northmen. I'm like, wow, that's a very basic title for something that you seem very um, diligent to want to see. The Northman. The North Men. I'm thinking, okay. It sounds some prehistoric, and it kind of was. That dude a lot with Vikings, the same guy who played Tarzan in the real-life Tarzan a few years ago. That's who plays the main character here. And so I looked up. I didn't see the trailer or nothing, but I saw, like, oh, it has good ratings. I read the synopsis. Like, okay, this takes place in this, that, and the other. Cool. And I went to see it, and I'm not going to lie. I was pleasantly surprised. Very good. Um, and not going to spoil it for anyone, but all I got to say is, um, it, I will say that it, now, now I'm thinking about it, it kind of does have a heavy Lion King energy. There's a very, a lot of parallels. You know, you got the, you got the two brothers, you got the two brothers and then the one brother ends up killing the one brother and his son comes back to conquer and then but then then the son who grows up and becomes a fucking beast of a man he gets he gets this girl pregnant has she's pregnant with his twins and this dude features on her is like sorry I have to go back and get in this fight that I know I'm gonna die in and leave you two on this boat back to the homeland and you're gonna be a single mother this dude, this dude made future look like he won ch- uh, the child support certificate when they go. When, I don't know if anyone doesn't know when you pay off your child support, they actually have graduation ceremony. Not even joking here. Because I, I had a friend that had to pay like four or five kids off. Uh, no need to get into that, but it was like a legit graduation certificate. You did your thing, cool. Um, but. This dude made <laughs> this dude made future look like he he actually you know fucking dad of the year type of shit like like at least you know at least dudes these days at least pretend for a little while like this dude's like wait oh you're having my twins sorry gotta go conquer this shit you know it's about honor it's about honor. It's like, damn, but when your dad died of honor, like, you were at least already five or six. You were able to witness it and process it in real time. Like, your kids, like, aren't even, like, your kids can still be aborted legally. All right? Not recommending it. Just giving context of how soon it was. He saw it. He's like, this is great. It's about honor. It's like, no, you can literally just start your whole new life. There's no like, there's no social media where they could track you. There's no IP addresses where they could track you down. Like, you can go anywhere. This is during the Vikings, like, medieval area. Iceland, Greenland. Like, go wherever the fuck you want. People aren't finding you. Start a family. Raise your family. You got this bitch pregnant and says, Sorry, bitch. Gotta go defend, gotta go defend my father's honor. 
And um, <laughs> your father was like, hey, how about you just actually be alive for your children? Because look what happened when I didn't stay alive. Look how fucked up you are. Talk about repeating cycles. But um, <laughs> but I saw it. And, you know, it, now I think, like, I'm literally thinking this in real time. There's a lot of Lion King connections to it. But yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised. It was actually really fucking good. I recommend you guys go see it. The Northmen. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and I will say this. His mother, the main character's mother, ends up getting with the uncle who basically, who literally killed his father. So... And that woman was for, like, basically, she was part of the sting to kill his father. The guy's mother put out a sting, basically put out, like, a, a, if you're a current day, you put out a hit. They killed the guy, they killed the father because she was in love with the uncle the guy who ended up coming back and having the big fighting scene at the end. And the woman's a whore. And she ends up she ends up kissing him to seduce him. She kisses her own son. And I'm not talking about like Tom Brady type on the lips. I know she kisses. She seduces him with words while she's telling how much of a piece of shit his father was. It's like, he didn't love me. He tolerated me. It's like, the bitch, this man is running fucking Iceland. This man's running a whole fucking kingdom. Cut the man a break. He didn't look me in the eyes anymore. He didn't love me like the uncle, like your uncle. It's like, well, now no one's going to love you because I'm going to kill him. And boy, uh, they killed each other. But not the point. Uh, spoiler alert. Um... <laughs> But yeah, go see it. But I'll tell you what, the main thing I did take away from it. First of all, these movie theater prices are getting fucking insane. And I know there's more expensive tickets. Out. It was $11.50 fucking cents for the ticket. Like, okay, cool. Two hour plus movie, eleven fifty. Do the math. You're paying five fifty an hour. Like eleven fifty. Like I make more than that an hour. It's more than worth your buck. I pay, look. I pay the same when I go to Taco Bell once a week and get my meal. So, you know what? I can't really bitch about it, right? People that bitch about ticket prices, it's like, all right. It's like you're literally getting to sit down in air condition, full surround sound, the full experience for 11 or 12 bucks. That's actually not a bad deal. <laughs> Back in the day, we used to pay $1.50 for Forrest Gump. It's like, yeah, sounds retarded. Um, but seven fucking dollars for a drink, seven, seven, and I'll tell you another bone I have to pick these Coca-Cola freestyle machines. See, we live in this world where so if we could just have all these a hundred type of drinks in one machine, life would be better. You know what happens when you don't master one flavor? When you don't master one drink? You have a hundred meh type of drinks. They're not as carbonated. I'll say these Coca-Cola Freestyle, I like traditional fountains. I will take traditional Coke. I will take traditional Pepsi. I will take traditional root beer. I'll take traditional Sprite. I don't need your vanilla, sea graham, black cherry, vanilla, ginger ale, whatever the fuck. I don't, I don't need it. Just give me fucking Coke so at least I know it's full flavored. I know the sugar I'm getting. I know the zing to my buds. I don't need these, oh, you want citrus Powerade? Why the fuck would I want Powerade when I'm at a fucking movie theater? Like, no one sits there and just drinks Powerade unless you want to shit blood, I guess. I, I don't I don't need a vitamin water 
black citrus cherry vanilla up the ass circle toe with a toe in the booty hole. Like I don't I don't need this so many fucking flavors. I don't need to click, hey, do you want a Coke? Sure. I don't need nine different fucking flavors of Coke. Cause you know what's the worst part is like, okay, cool. Fine. I will get vanilla coke and then it's like you click the vanilla do you want cherry vanilla coke it's like i just want fucking vanilla so then you click the vanilla coke and you put it in the cup and you drink and it's like eh, seems a little um seems like it's missing some carbonation it seems half-assed it's like it's like kind of vanilla-ish but it's not really coke-ish it's just like it's it's like a drink that's already like 30 minutes flat and now, and so I got this root beer, though. I got this cream root beer. It came out. It came out clear. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is it clear? I want black. I want dark soda. I want to know that I'm not taking care of myself tonight. All right? Just give me my cream soda. And it goes in a cup, and I drink it, and it's fine. But when I drink root beer, I like to feel like I'm kind of about to be out of breath wheezing like that's how bad I want that's how much of the sugar and carbonation I want built up I want the zing I want the aftertaste but no it was just like meh and I paid seven bucks for meh and I blame the machines because this isn't my first I remember the first time these machines started to come out I don't know seven years ago it seems like right I remember exactly the first place I saw it it was at the Zaxby's nearby where I lived. It was like, holy fuck. Now we don't have to settle. Everyone can just get the exact drink we want. And at first it seemed like, okay, this is kind of cool. But it's still like, this doesn't taste like the original. If you get the old vanilla Coke. The original branding. Not like this new cool vanilla Coke branding. Because it does taste different. And I don't think it's actually a different way they make it. I just think the branding of stuff and how stuff looks does change how it tastes once you start consuming. But when I when I was and now I've gotten to a point where it's like, you know, I just want traditional fountains where it seems like it's simple. It's like, hey, in the back, minimum wage boys, you if you do this, it's gonna taste fine. If you don't have this suction thing and hook up this syrup, things are not gonna taste good. The problem with these machines is just like here's some plugs. It kind of does the work. It it really is the equivalent when you get one of those bullshit soda stream self soda filters at, at the house where it's like, hey, you buy this thing at Bed Bath & Beyond for 70 bucks and you can make soda in a clear bottle for like the rest of your life. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just called sparkling flavored water with some bullshit flavoring. And you just put some fake carbonation. And I'm pretty sure not only... It's probably worse for you because it's more straight carbonation. There's no, like, legal ramifications. No legal fake FDA shit they have to follow in their, you know, drink-making process. It's just pure carbonation. And you're just adding pure starch and sugar. It's not even process. See, process gets such a negative name. But process actually makes shit legible. It actually makes shit digestible. When shit's not processed, you get the Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine. Moral of the story is, I don't want so many fucking flavors. You know what? Simplify it. Go back down to the Core 7. Just have the ice thing in the middle. Three on one side, four on the other. And then put some fake fucking high sea lava fresh punch that no one really gives a fuck about put some high c fruit drink for the kids i don't give a fuck just go back to the regular fountain drinks it's not the same and i'm pretty sure it's cheaper for them to do this and you get more people appeasable you get the peas all these motherfuckers out here but let me tell you it sucks it's not the same and i'm not blaming i understand it's unrealistic for this one machine to make a hundred fucking different drinks through this one filter of a fountain that's why vending machines 
It comes in bottles. It comes in cans. It's already condensed in a specific container. And you get what you get. Like if the previous person gets Sprite, like there's going to be some Sprite dripping from the nostril and through the filter system. So then if I get Coke, I'm going to get like 3% of that Sprite and it's going to affect some shit. And God forbid whatever's mixing and coloring and all that shit in there. Point I'm trying to say is 19 bucks. That's where they get you. That's the whole experience. But I don't regret spending 19 bucks. If I enjoy the movie, I got the, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, going, by the way, going to like a 630 movie. 620 going to a 620 p.m. movie when it's still like daylight outside where it's like kind of light and it's a nice warm day and when the movie theater has some people but it's not busy as fuck and you go with a friend that you enjoy talk a little before and the talk after about the movie and actually be engaged it's a great time so I enjoyed it Movies. Um, I like the way you move. Moving this ass. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, anytime it's near the end of the pod, you know, one of my 55 minutes, gotta hit the hour mark is, and I know people like, you know, you don't have to, it's just people trying to meet the mark, it's not about meeting the mark, there's just something weird about doing a 55 minute pod, for one, and two, for algorithm purposes of audio version, when you hit an hour, anytime you do less than an hour, when you're not an established pod, the numbers show that people are less likely to give you benefit doubt, you know, here's a little inside baseball, um, people automatically assume when it comes to certain forms of content for podcasts specifically, if it is anywhere, an unattractive number for a consumer is if it is anywhere from the short range of 20 minutes to 38, because the consumer assumes if it's 20 to a 38 minute pod, it is trying to convey information, but in a such condensed form that there's not going to be a real connection that builds. There's not going to be a process where you adjust to it, like a song. Because like when you listen to a song, the way the singer and they write the song, and at first it's very mellow and light, then it builds up, and there's a buildup, there's a buildup, and... You will purposely listen to a song over and over again to build up to a point that's three minutes into a four minute 20 seconds. It could be just to hear a 12 minute guitar riff that ties it together. Could be a way a person says this line different in the chorus than the first time, like stuff like that. So if I put out a 52 minute fucking pod, that's just weird. You don't really have a. Uh, it's kind of anything less than an hour. I, weirdly enough, it actually does worse for you. Anything an hour plus, anything from an hour, hour 20 minutes, that's the sweet spot. Now, the problem is, it, the thing, because I'm assuming, I'm going to assume when I see a time. If I see someone did a two hour and 20 minute podcast, and they typically do an hour or so, I'm going to assume, like, holy shit, they have a lot of shit to say this episode. I'm going to assume anytime I see a two-plus-hour podcast, there's going to be a lot of shit that was interesting or said. And as much as two hours is to invest, I'd rather invest two hours into something that I feel like I'm getting some out of than some 50 minutes where it's like, okay, this was just something to put out there quickly. Um, <clears throat> But yeah. Um, shit, I was actually, there was something I was speaking, oh yeah, so this is the end of the pod anyways, so I could start talking about shit that no one's gonna listen to, or hear anyways, 
Um, yeah, I really, this is where I, this is where I just talk about myself now, where what's really on my mind and what's, uh, what I'm actually kind of not struggling with, but things I've noticed about myself with the podcast recently. I, I talk about my podcast a lot within my podcast because I feel like for people that are tuning in for episode here, episode there, like understand like if they've noticed changes in the pod i'm trying to explain them like what about me and my life has changed and you know i've just kind of i still love doing the pod Uh, i feel like i've changed my body and with my body has changed i feel like i've become less spontaneity because i'm such planned and regimen now that i felt like sometimes that the when I get off work, the first thing, the excitement I have for the pod, it's not the same, but it's different. Because actually, I'm okay with saying no to a half-assed pod if I'm tired. I want to make sure every time I do a pod, I'm awake. And sometimes that means less episodes per week. Sometimes it could be more. It really just depends on what I can give that week. You know, one thing I'm, I want to keep putting out three or four, but I know the past couple weeks I've only put out two each. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because, um, I'm retiring. No, (laughs) that'd be a bombshell. That'd be, you know, that was almost like when bigger announcement than when magic announced his HIV thing. Still looking back, by the way, it still doesn't make sense why he had the announce of retirement for HIV, like. I mean, I guess, you know, at the time in medicine, quote unquote, and stuff they didn't have, quote unquote, is a weird, but it's like, he didn't get his leg cut off. It's like, I understand what the blood thing and that whole thing became a thing when you try to retire the first time and then come back anyways. It'd be like finding out today if you had like a, if you had like pneumonia and like, I got to retire, you know body's just not gonna recover the same or if you had uh if you had what's it called uh what's the fucking one where if you have mono like you have to retire it's like i don't know about all that it just seems like it was a heavy overreaction i think it's more like magic just where like the spot like and uh he does have that magic touch you got it you got it and that's how we got hiv a lot um but yeah Yeah, the reason why I'm explaining that is because I want people to understand. Like, you notice the tone change or some pods have been a little bit more... I don't even want to say serious, but not as entertaining or funny. It's just been me speaking. It's because, you know what? I'm in different mindsets at different times. Different times of day, different ways of life. You know, I've... uh, You know, I work... I, I used to always just... And, and where I work, I have the ability to just think to myself and shit. And I used to think about topics and play in my head and, you know, openings and shit. And it would just lead to another and lead to another. I would have time to read articles throughout the day. And I would just read articles of topics and that would spark things. And it would typically, the pod would take care of itself. And it would just be this boom, boom, boom. But now it's like a new setting, sitting down. I kind of pod differently. And, you know, it's just a, it's still the same me. It's the same me, but a new you that you once knew. And now he's gone. So, yeah, uh, that's just kind of in case anyone wondering at this point. And look, also, I've been trying to have more of a social life. As much as I love the pod and going, look, man. I'll be honest. With the way your boy's looking now, like, I'm not, like, I've been getting, guys, I sound like a pretentious douche when I say this, but honestly, like, I see it. People literally look at you different. And it really, it really opens your eyes on, were people shallow before, or is it just normal to, or is it just okay to, like, you know what? Sometimes when you're not in the greatest shape, People aren't as attractive, and then when you do, people are really attracted to you, especially the ladies, and some in between with a red 
um, purse hanging over their shoulder. Um, I think those are called fanny wax. Um, you get different looks. You get comp like I've gotten compliments from guys and girls the past couple weeks at work in various places. Like, wow, you look, and you see the twinkle in their eye. Like someone I say, someone I say hey to all the time. I don't know their name, but I wave at them all the time. They've always been really nice to me. Whatever. Never really had a real sit down conversation with them or nothing. I noticed the other day, I waved at them, and I was hot and sweaty. I was working and shit. And look, I know, I know, I know, I had a little pump going in the chest and arms and shit. I was wearing a decent shirt. I know she stopped and waved, and she stared. And she kind of stopped her and chat briefly. And I was like, wait, did I not wave back? So I wave again. And she just waved lightly. And a couple seconds later, kind of kept it moving. But I noticed that difference. Shit like that doesn't leave me. It just goes to show the bitches love me. All right. I'm just kidding. I need to stop using that word. But the ladies, they noticed. And... I know it's in return, and all it does is build my ego and make me more pretentious. And that is episode 140 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, follow, subscribe, follow the pod, and suck some titties. And I'm fast-forwarding of how fast I'm speaking because my camera's about to die. Have a great day, guys. And uh, don't forget, when the veins are popping, the ladies are dropping their panties.